welcome to the Global Storytime Podcast, where every two weeks I tell you a folktale from a different country or culture from around the world so we can get to know that place better. I'm your host and storyteller and researcher, Diane Strand. This week, we're going to Namibia. If you already listened to the story, which is episode 9A, Nuwandal, Girl of the Waves, then you might be curious to know more about the country of Namibia. And if you haven't listened to the story yet, you should give it a listen. It's pretty great. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that I used to have all the information about the country right after the story, and I decided to separate them out to make it easier to my dear sweet listeners to pick and choose what you want to listen to. And I'm really glad that I made that decision because the history of Namibia, which we'll get into in just a moment, is pretty dark and sad. So I'm glad that this history isn't shared right after such a heartwarming story. And also this is a warning to more sensitive or younger listeners. There will be a quick mention of genocide. Okay, so before I bring the mood down, let's start on a higher note and just find Namibia on a map. You'll find Namibia in southwest Africa, and it lies on the coast of the Atlantic Ocean. It is bordered by Angola and Botswana to the east. South Africa is to the south, and as I just mentioned, the Atlantic Ocean is to the west. Most of the country is desert, with the Namib Desert covering the entire coast which also creeps into Angola and into South Africa a little bit. And then there's the Kalahari Desert that covers the east half of the country. And that also creeps into Angola, Botswana, Zimbabwe, Zambia, and South Africa. So because Namibia is mainly a desert, it is the driest country in sub-Saharan Africa. Namibia is named after the Namib Desert, not the other way around like I thought. And the word Namib means vast place in the Nama language. Also, the Namib Desert is the oldest desert in the entire world. The capital of Namibia is Windhoek and is located in the very middle of the country. The size of Namibia is about 318 miles squared, and it's about the size of Texas and Oklahoma put together. The population is just 2.5 million, so that's a little more people than New Mexico. As you might imagine, the country is pretty sparsely populated, which is not surprising because, as I said, it's mainly desert. Okay, now for a shortish history of Namibia. Namibia is home to some of the oldest rock carvings and drawings in southern Africa. And I say rock instead of cave because this art was found in large slabs of rock that were located inside a cave, kind of like a gallery show. The drawings were of animals and bees like the insect, and geometric patterns, and they are around 10,000 years old. They were likely to be drawn by the ancestors of the San, Damara, and Nama nomadic tribes who have been living in the area for thousands of years. In the 14th century, so the 1300s, the Bantu expansion happened where people from Central Africa who speak Bantu languages migrated into what we now consider Namibia. Around the same time, the Portuguese, who were exploring Africa, stopped by, but they didn't build any settlements. And actually, Europeans didn't do any exploring of what is present-day Namibia until the 19th century, probably because it's such a vast and seemingly barren landscape. 
In the 1800s, people from the Orlam tribe migrated from the east to escape the settlements built by the Dutch. And they, the Orlam, built a settlement where the capital Windhoek is today. Also in the 1800s, German explorers arrived and built settlements, declaring the area German Southwest Africa under the German ruler Otto van Bismarck. As you might imagine, the native tribes were not welcoming to the Germans, nor were the Germans nice to the native tribes, as the Germans thought that the native Africans were inferior. After the Herero and Nama tribes succeeded in a surprise attack on the Germans, the Germans stopped seeing the native people as a source of cheap labor, but more as something that had to be exterminated. In what is considered the first genocide of the 20th century, the Germans killed thousands of native men and forced the women and children into the desert where they starved. Those who were left were rounded up and were put into five concentration camps in the colony, where they were made to do hard labor, were tortured, and had medical experiments performed on them. In total, about 50,000 people died in four years, from 1904 to 1908. Some historians believe that this genocide provided the framework for the Holocaust. In 2015, the German government officially recognized the atrocity and apologized. Okay, so wow, I, I did not know any of that. I really don't intend for this podcast to take a dark turn, but I do think it is important to face history head on so that we can learn from past horrific events. And when I'm picking a country for an episode, I always choose a story first. I'm always most interested in a good story. And so often I'm just surprised as anyone else at the history that I uncover when I do some research. Okay, moving on. During World War I, South African troops who were made up of the Boers, and those are the, the descendants of Dutch colonists who had settlements in South Africa, those Boers saw that Germany was a little preoccupied with fighting a huge war in Europe and decided to expand South African territory and overthrow the German settlements. In the 1950s and 60s, when decolonization of Africa began and countries became independent, the people of Namibia started to fight for independence also. After 40 years of wars and global pressure, Namibia was finally declared its own country from South Africa in 1990. Now let's talk about the languages of Namibia. The official language, so the language used for government, is English even though less than 3% of the population speak it at home. That was another surprise for me. There are 30 languages in total spoken in Namibia. The most widely spoken language is Oshiwambu, spoken by 49% of the population. Kokokoab is spoken by 11%. Afrikaans is spoken by 10%. And then a mix of languages from the Bantu and Kojin language groups are also widely spoken. Portuguese is also used by 4 to 5% of people because of a sizable Angolan community. And of course, the official language of Angola is Portuguese because they were colonized by the Portuguese. Among the white population living in Namibia, which makes up about 6% of the population, 60% of those people speak Afrikaans, 32% speak German, 7% speak English, and 1% speaks Portuguese. I'll know that most of the people in the countries probably speak at least two languages or more to communicate with different ethnic groups and tribes, which is impressive. I've taken Spanish for years and I'm still not even close to being fluent. Moving along to religions practiced in Namibia. 
The most popular religion practiced by 43% of folks is Lutheranism because in the mid-1800s, a bunch of missionaries from Finland, of all places, decided to set sail to southern Africa and spread the gospel. It is so amazing to me the trips that people blindly took nearly 200 years ago at sea for weeks with really no idea of what to expect when they got there. Incredible. Other types of Christians, including Seventh-day Adventists, make up another 21%. 23% are Catholic, and 10% are a mix of either traditional native religions, Islam, or Buddhism. Around 2% of people don't practice anything. And now let's talk about food. What do you think they eat in Namibia? Well, pap is the unofficial national dish of Namibia. And what is pap, you ask? Don't worry, I got you. Pap, whose name originates from a Dutch word, is a type of porridge made from ground corn. It usually comes with some kind of meat, but it can also be eaten with cabbage or fish. In the north of the country, pap is usually made from pearl millet and goes by the name mahongu. Okay, I thought I should also add national sport to something that I researched because it can be interesting to know what people like to play in different countries. And according to the internet, Namibia has three national sports. Football, and of course by football, I mean soccer. They also like rugby and netball. If you're thinking that netball might be another name for volleyball, like I did, it is not. It is actually a version of basketball that was invented in the United States in the late 1800s. It was meant to be a sport that women can play because it requires less running and general physical exertion than regular basketball. Of course, we all know that women are just as capable of playing any sport than a man can play, but nevertheless, the sport grew popular in Great Britain and in the British Commonwealth. And I would like to end with a fun fact. This episode's fun fact is that the world's largest meteorite is in Namibia. It's called the Hoba, and it weighs 60 tons. That's 120,000 pounds. And scientists think that it fell to Earth 80,000 years ago. And that is it for this bit of information about Namibia. I hope you learned something, and I hope you'll go find a map somewhere and see if you can find Namibia. Thank you so much for listening. I really do enjoy making this show for you, and I am so appreciative that you are listening. For more information and photos about the countries that I feature in each episode, you can follow the podcast on Facebook and on Instagram at Global Storytime Podcast. And you can always email me at globalstorytimepodcast at gmail.com. If you are so inclined, I would love a rating or a review in Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much, and I look forward to sharing more stories and learning about more countries with you. The next episode's journey will be to Finland. I hope you'll join me. Until next time, bye!